everybody, welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R, don't get it twisted. I have a brand new, oh, this is episode 12. I have a brand new mic set up, I've got a boom. I have to play around with the mic positioning. It makes it so it's, <laughs> so I can't actually have it like down here like I normally, I'm used to. So this is like, ah, oh, it's gonna take a little bit of getting used to. For those of you that are listening, um, my microphone is now to my top left as opposed to in front of me and below me. <laughs> it was my little safety blanket and now you can see everything. <laughs> so as usual, I'm gonna be starting this, I shouldn't say as usual, this is only the second time that I'm doing this. I'm going to start the podcast off with a little mixology segment. I don't know what I'm gonna create. I grabbed a few things that I think might work well together. Last week I made the cat's ass and it wound up tasting really, really well, really good. <laughs> I named it the cat's ass because it could either be amazing and taste great and be the cat's ass, or it could taste like shit, like the cat's ass. <laughs> so it's more of a safety name, but also it is 39 degrees outside. I'm in my loft and uh, the only thing saving me right now amongst all these lights and electronics is a little fan on the floor. So if you hear a mild buzzing, humming sound, it's my fan and I have it on low, okay? I should have it on high, but I have it on low because I don't want to disturb you. <laughs> All right, so um, I've got a few different things going on here. I've got my martini shaker that's full of ice. I've got a Kettle One Botanical Peach Orange Blossom. Uh, I believe this is a vodka. Made with vodka, distilled with real botanicals and infused with natural peach and orange blossom flavors. So. The bottle is also quite nice. And uh, I figured it would taste different and it definitely does. I have tried it. Uh, wow, it smells amazing. Okay, and then I've got some grenadine, a lemon, a peach, and a cucumber. And I figured that they might work well together. We're gonna give it a shot, put all the stuff together. I realized half my head's cut off, but that's because I'm zoomed in here. So you can see me create this cocktail enigma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word to use, but I'm going to use it. And maybe that will be the name of the cocktail. We'll see how it tastes. So I'm not a mixologist. I don't have any training in this and uh, we're just going to experiment. It is, by the time you're seeing this, it is July 2nd and summertime. So I just thought it'd be fun to mix something that would be really refreshing and summery. Um, summerish? Summary. <laughs> All right, so let me just get some, actually, I'm gonna do it on the tray. It's actually a baking pan that I use on the barbecue and it was really kind of like black. <laughs> so I put a tea towel on top. You're welcome. All right, oh, and this, you're probably wondering what the hell this is. This is what I ordered my light for my drink on the Amazon it said that it rotated, it said rotating lighted stand. Lit up stand, is lighted a word? <laughs> anyway, it doesn't rotate, but you know what? I was actually thinking after I ordered it, I was like, oh, I hope the mechanism isn't super loud. That's gonna be like, because it's cheap, right? So I don't know what how quiet it would be. It's probably a good thing that it does not rotate. I'm gonna plug this sucker in and see what we got. I also got a few new lights, if you had noticed behind me, and I can change the light colors to whatever I want. So that's exciting. Okay, so this is on. Now this is the idea to put my cocktail on this lighted stand. And I think that there are a few different, nope, 
that's all you're gonna get. But I thought the light shining up the stem into the drink, it might look cool. Maybe not, maybe I'll never use it again. <laughs> but I just thought aesthetically pleasing, potentially. Um, this here is a remix vodka soda. This is actually peach nectarine. And this vodka is peach orange blossom. So I figured that these together might be good. I'm gonna do it martini style again, where I add all my ingredients into the shaker. A little bit of ASMR. And see what we get. Free pouring is just how I do it. We're gonna roughly do about two ounces. One, two. <laughs> the, oh, you know what I forgot? Oh, who screw it, I don't care. Um, I'm going to put some cucumber slices in the shaker. I feel like the ice will kind of punch the shit out of <laughs> the cucumbers and make it work. So I'm just gonna slice up like half of a small cucumber. Um, one of the shorties. So there's about six quarter inch slices in the thing. I will <laughs> put the recipe below so you don't need to worry about missing any steps here. You can just reference the description box. And I think this time I am going to add some of this shimmery pearl powder. Now, I've learned that you only need a small amount. So I'm going to use like the head of the flamingo. This is edible shimmer powder or shimmer dust. So I'm just going to add, see? <laughs> just joking. <laughs> it looked kind of like cocaine, okay? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's good. I don't want to overdo it. Like I said it before, I just kind of went whoop and put too much in and it made it quite opaque. I don't want that. All right, so there's cucumber in there. There's two ounces of the, this peach orange blossom vodka. There's six pieces of cucumber and I'm just gonna hand squeeze half a lemon in there because my juicer is downstairs. I'm gonna do it through this so that it catches the seeds. I will be wasting some of this lemon juice. I'm surprised I haven't squirted myself in the eye yet actually. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it's more the zest that really just like shoots. Whoa, okay, perfect. Um, I feel like I need more liquid in there, but I don't, maybe not. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna shake this up and then I'm gonna pour it in here. And then we're gonna add the sparkling vodka soda and then see if it needs any grenadine. So I wanna be vigorous with the shaking as I wanna beat the shit out of those cucumbers. on the stand. The stand is flat so it's sturdy. And don't forget there's a shimmer powder in there too I almost forgot to mention. The shimmer powder. Can you guys see it? And it's got these really pretty little green flecks in there. It looks quite refreshing. And can you see the shimmer powder in there? Maybe let me just use my little dude here. Interesting right? Don't know how the peach was gonna work its way in, but I figured I just would have it as an option. Let me see what this tastes like on its own. Ooh. 
I can really taste the cucumber. Look how it just floats in there. Hmm. Okay, that is really freaking good, just on its own. It could use a little sweetness, and I am gonna add some of this, just for a shits and giggles, because it's here and it's cold. And sometimes I did notice when a carbonated drink has some of the shimmer powder in it, the bubbles that move around kind of move the shimmer and it's pretty cool. Let's see if something happens. Nothing really happening. <laughs> so it's a bit of carbonation. Wow. Woo! What did I say this was just gonna be called? Enigma? I think that's what's happening. Of course I gotta garnish this thing. Okay, I'm not gonna put grenadine in it. I don't wanna ruin the color and I don't need the extra sugar in there. I thought if it was too bitter or something, then okay, thank God I am recording. Sometimes I have mini heart attacks because I don't know if I've been recording or not. What should I do with the garnish? I feel like I should do something creative. That's about as creative as I'm gonna get, I think. Maybe I'll do some, I'll cut something funny at the top. I'll make little cat ears. All right, now it works. I like that. I wonder if I should do some like little curls of cucumber in the drink. Nope. <laughs> I envisioned it differently. Okay, so that's that. Do I want the blue spinner? I've already used this guy. What color should go into the Enigma? Kind of feeling pink. I, maybe yellow. Yep. Yellow with the green, it works. This guy I'll wash. Okay, so probably could have used a little more shimmer powder, but you know what? This is, this is where it's at. You know what? My little cat um, garnish needs eyeballs and I've got a couple of lemon seeds here, so. <laughs> Crafts with cat wonders. Um, my nails are gonna make this impossible, actually. There's a pointy end, but I can't grab it. Okay, this is ridiculous. This doesn't make any sense. Cat, stop, okay, I stopped. <laughs> All right, so that's that. The peach, I'm gonna cut a little slice for a garnish as well, just because the orange will add a little something, you know? Purr. All right. I have to move this stuff out of the way. I will be right back. So does the light, okay, look at the cocktail without it, without the base, okay? Now look at the cocktail with the base. Does that do anything at all? Anything? <laughs> okay, so I was working out this morning and my top was actually the same color as the, the these nails. And then my shorts are like the color of these nails and my personal trainer was like, wow, you really coordinated your outfit with like your nails. And I thought, yeah, I did. It was totally accidental, but it was, it was pretty funny. All right, episode, sorry, just like yelled at you. Episode 12, we're back in action. And um, today I did not think that I would be able to film this podcast or record this podcast because of the billion things that I have going on. <laughs> and I have a nail appointment that was supposed to be at two o'clock. I said, hey, is it possible to shift it? Because I'm not gonna have enough time to like do my thing. And I didn't wanna have to cancel. And she said, well, how is 3.30 for you? And I was like, yes, thank you so much. So thank you, Kate, you do my nails. Love you, I appreciate it. <laughs> you made this all possible. Let me get my paper here. Uh, so what's new in my life? I finally got my pool set up, set up and full of water, filled it with a f water truck. 
pretty much to the top. The thing is, is like I mentioned this in a previous video, bikini try on video, I think I was just yakking. And um, basically my water, because it comes from a well, goes through like quite a few different filters. And I can't fill my pool with my well water because it goes through, like I said, through the filters and I'd have to change the filters because there's like 10,000 gallons or something in this above ground swimming pool. So it would be way more expensive to actually fill it with my house than it would be with the water truck. So it was just such a lovely sight to see the water truck get here. And yesterday I was in the pool like four different times because I don't know if you know, but there is a freaking heat wave happening. I don't know where you are in the world listening to this. There is a heat wave, an unprecedented heat wave. I heard that down in Chilliwack, it's supposed to get up to 47 degrees Celsius. What is 47 degrees Fahrenheit? That's 116.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Unsurvivable. Okay, I get that there are hot places in the world, but especially down in Chilliwack where it's closer to the ocean, it's more, it's a little bit more humid than it is here. That's like Death Valley temperatures. And I think Death Valley is dry. I don't even think the humidity there is crazy. Luckily where I'm at, it's not super humid because 40 degrees, like 39, this is insane. <laughs> I mean, when I walk outside in the morning, it feels like I'm in Mexico and I, I love it because it just takes me back to like the trips I've been on. And when you stay in these like really hot locations and, but that's that lasts until like 10 a.m. And then you're like, okay, <laughs> you can cool down now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been a bit crazy. I've got my pool now and my sprinkler system. Thank God I have a sprinkler system. I laid a bunch of sod like 15,000 square feet. I didn't do it all by myself, but that's a lot of sod to lay and we don't get a ton of rain here. So I've got an internal sprinkler system that's going four times a day uh, because it's insane. I've got some brand new little maple trees that I have to water nine of them two five gallon buckets each every day. Thank you, five gallon buckets. <laughs> <laughs> my right <laughs> biceps way. My right arm is obviously dominant, you could tell. So I am wearing one of my favorite style tops from Garage. I've got this in like four different colors and I never wear a bra with it. It's super light and it's not super sweaty. And if I do get under boob sweat, it doesn't show. <laughs> so it's a miracle top. Um, highly recommend, I think I got them like buy one, get one 50% off. Uh, I don't know if you have Garage in the States, I'm sure you do, but anyway. Anything else to update you on? No, just boxes of bikinis arriving and extreme heat. And that's it. So usually every summer I go whitewater rafting. This year I got a stand up paddleboard or a SUP as some people like to abbreviate them as and so much fun. It just creates a whole other world of summer fun when you can essentially have your own little island with you wherever you want to go. So here in the Rockies, there's a ton of different lakes you can hike to. And it's a little tough with the sub. It comes like in a backpack, so everything's really compact, but it's still heavy. <laughs> so there's a few lakes around here that um, I've been wanting to get to. And uh, whitewater rafting though, uh, what I got sidetracked, is one of the funnest things you can do. And I've whitewater rafted in a lot of different locations. Um, and I don't know if you've ever done it before. I know there are some people that are afraid to do it and there are risks, right? There are people that die every year, whitewater rafting, but there's usually something else involved. Like the people that they don't necessarily drown. It's somebody has a heart attack or something. You know what I mean? That's generally kind of the way, but what the frick do I know? I'm just relaying information that I've heard from other people because I'm friends with a few raft guides. So anyway, if you ever have the opportunity to go whitewater rafting, highly recommend it. It is very safe. It is kind of, it's rare for somebody to fly out. It does happen, but 
no more rare than an accident on the highway or no more common than an accident on the highway <laughs> and anyway it's kind of like I don't know just a different perspective and there's so many great things about it so highly recommend that if you're ever in the Rockies BC Alberta there's some places too and uh, super fun another thing is <laughs> this time of year I have to wear sunscreen under my makeup because after I film I'm outside pretty much the whole day unless I've got a day of like editing but nowadays I have my trusty editor and he takes care of all that for me so that's that's helpful but after this I'm going to go and float around in my pool I got a couple of really cute floaties from some random company I don't even know how I found them but um, one of them is a great big clamshell with a pearl and I thought ah I'm just gonna buy it it'll be fun for a photo shoot and it looks kind of like massive so you could kind of have some fun on it <laughs> <laughs> however you want to take that <laughs> sorry I just bumped the microphone the first topic of my discussion was whitewater rafting and I've never been even though I've gone probably a dozen times I've never had the raft flip or I have seen other people fly out but generally like when you fly out of a raft you're not swept away like the, the boat is moving along with the current and when you fall out you're also moving with the current so it's not like you're just suddenly sucked away in, into the abyss. Um, <laughs> so I have seen it but generally they get right back on the boat. You're trained right beforehand, like right before you go you get like a the rundown as to what you need to do for emergency situations where say your friend flies out of the boat. Um, never reach for them with the paddle end of your paddle. Reach for them with a grip side so they can, you know, things like that. But um, so I've never really encountered much carnage, but I'll tell you, it's so much fun and highly recommend. Oh yeah, I'm using a, like a margarita glass, just cause I think it looks fancy. And this is nowhere near margarita, but that's where we're at. <laughs> so yeah, I think the name we're gonna go with is Enigma. If I don't write that down, I won't remember. So it has always been my dream, a dream of mine, <laughs> to do a pinup style photo shoot. What I mean by this is like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Vargas girls, but you know, pinup girls back in the forties where they're very forties and fifties, really cartoonish styled pinup girls. So I did do a calendar, I think 2019. And I had a photo shoot in Calgary and I kind of expressed my, my idea to the photographer and, um, she said, oh yeah, no, that's great. We've done things like this before. And um, the the makeup artist can do your hair and makeup to period, you know, like it'll be perfect. So we got there. I ordered all of my kind of vintage lingerie from Playful Promises, which is like a great website. Their stuff is really, really nice. Oh, but I didn't have shoes. Luckily, my photographer was like, oh, don't worry. I got you covered. Like I've got some stuff you can wear. But <laughs> the makeup artist, the thing is with pinup makeup, the bigger and redder your lips can look, the better. I have naturally thin lips, so I was like, overline the lips. She didn't really do that, so my lips looked quite thin, and the red that she used was like a maroon red. It wasn't like a nice bright red. And then she also didn't know how to do my hair, so then the photographer saved the day again <laughs> and did my hair. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I showed up, and my fantasy is to show up somewhere and have somebody that knows what they're doing, do my hair and makeup, and almost have like a closet available but it's tough nowadays because of all different sizes. So it's not as simple as that. And I could show up with my own stuff. But the point that I'm getting at here is I wanna do a nice pinup photo shoot. 
but I want to do a 12 month calendar. I found a few places, like a few photographers that do this kind of photography and they also touch, like they retouch the photos to look, they were taken back in the day. Vargas Girls, um, let me see if I can explain this properly. He painted pinup girls so they weren't actually photographed they were actually painted so he um i think he's the best known pinup artist but the way that they used to retouch photos back then and color them it looked quite similar like basically what i need is somebody who's going to take really vintagey style photos be able to retouch them so they look vintage that's what i want i just want like something you'd see in a garage back in 1950 with a bit of grease on the side that's hanging there and every month you know and i, I don't need a different outfit for every month that's a lot of work but you know like i just think it would be super fun so anyway if you know somebody i mean within canada is best for me <laughs> Uh, there is, like I said, a, a photographer in Florida that's able to do this, but traveling right now, I don't know, like I want to be able to book it and be confident, not have anxiety about restrictions and things like that. So within Canada would be better. If you have a suggestion for outside of Canada, let me know too. But please in the comments down below, let me know if you have or know of anybody that would be able to do this. I want to see their Instagram page. You know, I want to see stuff that they've done. So just a thought if you happen to know somebody. I have a funny story about Vegas <laughs> and I shouldn't say a funny story, but I was there with a couple people <laughs> and we, it's the first time, that was the first time I'd ever been there. I had these like expectations as to what Vegas would be. And I'll tell you what, it, it like they surpassed, it surpassed my expectations and I'm pretty level headed about stuff. I don't like over fantasize things. We stayed at was it again but what is it called not the bellagio it's the it's like two two words <laughs> i don't remember shit we were right pretty much downtown on the strip and we noticed that they were filming something there uh, on the strip they were shutting down the strip to film and i was like oh interesting like what is this so we go for a walk one evening and <laughs> just happened to be in one of the malls there and we hear all of this commotion outside and it sounds like a crash has happened and it had but it was for the movie so it was a, a limousine that crashed into a SWAT car and we had just missed it because we were just walking into the mall when that happened we were in there we heard all this commotion so then we walked out and of course everybody's on the street and kind of around stops and watches this happen the more i kind of saw what was going on i, I realized that they they were shutting down the entire vegas strip to film this movie and i was like this must be a big ass movie <laughs> uh, so we were asking questions and finally we were talking to somebody who was like oh they're filming um the newborn movie here and this is back in 2019, I think. So this is like the last Bourne movie that came out. We're like, cool. So we're kind of walking around. It's a beautiful evening, Vegas evenings. I think, I don't know if I can ever be there and it's terrible in the evening. Uh, walking around, having a good time, people watching street performers or whatever, but it was a little shut down. So like there were certain areas that were flagged off that you couldn't go. So we were working our way around and like we just wanted to walk the strip, so. We start walking on this one side and looking for a place to eat, I believe, is what we were doing. And we're continuing walking. And there was one point where we were walking kind of along this, I don't know, street side. And somebody asked me, oh, yeah, are you guys one of the extras? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course we are. <laughs> OK, go through. And apparently people that were extras in the movie had wristbands. But we all had long sleeves on, so we were just like, Pfft. So we just kept walking. What's the worst that could happen? Wind up in a movie? <laughs> so 
we continue walking and then we hear three, two, one, action. And we're walking and sort of like trying to act normal when we hear uh, police cars and the SWAT car, I think it was a SWAT car, rip by at like 150 miles an hour down the strip and cut. And it was, that was all it was. It was like a very short segment. So we were like, oh wow, okay, let me keep walking. And that was pretty much the end of it. I think we wound up walking back. We were laughing about it and I thought, okay, cause nothing happened, right? Like we didn't ruin anything. And <laughs> because I thought if we were to start like twerking on the side of the road or something, <laughs> then we would have gotten in trouble. But we, we played along, we were acting. And when the cars started coming, we kind of didn't even really look at them. I'm like, maybe we should have looked at them because that's what a normal person on the street side would do. But anyway, so that was over, walked back and never thought anything of it. And we were like, I wonder if, if Jason Bourne is in town. And then we were kind of waiting to hear if Matt Damon was like at some restaurant somewhere, <laughs> just like watching Twitter to see if we <laughs> could crash a party or something. Um, anyway, it just made that our Vegas experience like super cool. And then I thought, okay, well, if that movie comes out, cause I was wearing a bright red jacket with like long blonde hair. If that movie comes out and I'm like in it, <laughs> amazing because we weren't even supposed to be there but then watching the movie back that scene where they were like racing down the strip the entire side of the strip was blurred just from like the speed of the shot so it, it wasn't like it would be even possible to see anybody on the side but that there, there had to be people on the strip because it was a Las Vegas trip but funny story um and I want to know if you've ever been an extra in a movie or if you've ever accidentally been in a movie scene <laughs> or if you have a funny story please feel free to leave that in the comments down below um i'd love to know it is freaking hot up here but that's all right because guess what i'm hot too and fire go together <laughs> last week i had to skip erotic story time because i left it for the end and then the podcast wound up being way way too long um so i'm gonna throw erotic story time in right now so it's the moment you've all been waiting for it's erotic story time All right, so we left off the last erotic story time with you and I rented a helicopter. You were a pilot, you are a pilot, flew to an island. There was a meteor that started to create an earthquake and the island was disappearing and we took off in the helicopter and we were saved and it was amazing. So this time, what are we at? Day six, day seven? I don't know, I can't keep track these days. I'm gonna take a bite of this peach. I'm gonna eat the whole thing. Have to sacrifice a garnish sometimes. So let's say it's day seven. We're on this vacation for two weeks and we've gotten to know each other very well. We've had some insane adventures and we are falling in love, you and I, at a fast pace. Because every day we've been on this vacation, we've done something crazy and had a crazy experience. So we decide that this time we're just going to stay at the resort, hang out with our family, have some cocktails, talk about stuff, maybe skip off somewhere for a quick bang <laughs> and then continue our day, do some snorkeling, you know, just sort of relax that day. Because like I said, we were, we've been all over the place and nothing slowed down. 
you know, a lot of times vacations can turn into work real quick. It's more of a trip than a vacation. So you and I are on the beach with our cocktails and our families, and we're talking about all the adventures we've had with each other already and just how crazy things were and how we could almost write a novel <laughs> about all the things that we've done together and how we've gotten to know each other over these past few days. I'm getting horny. All I can do is look at you with your kind of sweaty blue shirt on and we decide to sneak off somewhere. It was kind of obvious because we, you and I left at the same time and we both said we were going different places, but people knew we were going together. <laughs> so you said, hey, after I worked out this morning for three hours, I discovered that there's a sauna in the basement, uh, not the basement, but like the lower level. Why don't we go sneak in there? There's nobody in there. Like every time I've been there, there's been nobody there. So I think, hmm, sex in a sauna sounds good. So you and I, sneak down i shouldn't say sneak we just walked down to the lower level and there was a sauna so i'm getting excited and so are you and we just kind of like look around and make sure there's nobody around and there's nobody around so we go to open the door to the sauna but it's locked and we're like god damn it we were just about to make some great love sex in there <laughs> we were going to make some good love sex okay so we were disappointed and they thought like that wasn't going to stop us but you know what were we going to do so we proceed to sort of look for other places we're on the lower level it's nice and cool down there and there are doors sort of everywhere so one by one trying to open doors but we need like special keys to get in um, but there was one door that looked kind of like old like ancient so we decide okay well let's let's give that a shot so for sure we thought this door would be locked it's the most interesting looking door. It's gotta be locked. But I didn't see like a weird kind of card mechanism on it. We go to open it and we realize that the latch where it should have been closed was just barely closed. So it was still sort of open. So we thought maybe it would have been locked. Okay, it's our lucky day. Let's go on another adventure, right? We didn't want to, but it just is how it's unfolding before us. So we open this door and even though it's a brand new resort that we're at, this door kind of led to a really sort of cavey rocky stairway down so i'm thinking where the hell does this lead like it must be the wine cellar or something it must be where they keep something like why is this here we start to go down the stairs but as we go down the stairs the light is getting farther and farther away and so i'm kind of thinking well if we don't have light we can't go anywhere you have your phone with you so you turn on the flashlight and we keep going down these stairs it's muggy it's kind of drippy I could tell that we're going quite deep underground and we continue down farther and farther. And of course I'm with you, so I feel safe. Your phone battery is at like 25%, so we're good. It's an iPhone, not a Samsung. <laughs> and uh, we just keep going. And at one point I kind of stop you and I go, okay, like, are we gonna run out of oxygen here? <laughs> what is this place? Like, obviously it's not accessible to anybody without a key because the door happened to be just like left ajar. And then I was thinking, are we gonna even be able to get back out? And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. We'd be able to get back out, no problem. Like nothing, no door closes and locks both sides, right? So I was like, you're right. <laughs> I can hear something like, kind of like a, a hum or like a buzz coming from down in this cave that we're going into. And I'm still confused. What's going on? I could see that there's about 20 steps left before we, we reach the bottom. And I could see that there's like a great big, almost like power switch down there. And I don't want to get 
caught. I don't really want to get in trouble. I don't want to get kicked out of the resort. But you assure me that things will be okay. So we get down to the bottom and clearly power switch is on the side, like it described. Like one of these, like, like Frankenstein <laughs> style. So you power up this switch and we hear this lights start turning on and we see that there are very strange like tanks and something down there with lights inside and they were bubbling and there was probably about like 30 of them maybe 15 on each side the liquid inside was kind of like white milky liquid i thought what the hell are these things like this is crazy and you said to me what have we gotten ourselves into we proceed to walk kind of down the walkway in between these almost tube like from the floor to the ceiling, like say a, a tube that's like two feet in circumference. There's this moving kind of white creamy liquid in there. Like this is something out of some sort of sci-fi movie. I said, are there better not be freaking aliens in these tubes because that's what this kind of feels like right now. We go down a bit farther and they're not all white. Some of them are green and some of them are orange and pink it almost looked like like slushy material in there we're thinking what the hell is going on so there's nothing else down there besides these tubes and we see at the very end there's another door that's half open but through that door we see a light and we hear some sort of commotion we walk towards the door and the commotion gets louder and it's people talking and they tell you to stop because i don't want to get caught down here i don't want to get kicked out we're way the hell down here if maybe we've seen something we shouldn't have seen and maybe we should just get the hell out of here and you're curious and i go okay well if we're gonna kick some ass we're gonna do it together so we walk towards this door it's half open and we hear some people talking about the amount of sugar and the sugar that there's too much sugar too much sugar then one guy gets really angry that's in that room talking and smashes a glass and there's a bit of a fight we hear like a bit of a fight breakout that's when you finally decide that we got to get the hell out of there so we just hurriedly <laughs> is that a word i think it is walk back to the door or walk back to the entry to the stairs to go back up we run past the vats and we run up the stairs the door opens back up and as we're leaving there's like three people that are coming towards the door to go back downstairs and they were shocked to see us but they didn't say anything they didn't say hey what are you what were you doing down there we just kind of walked past them briskly and then they never posed a question. So we were looking at each other like, what the hell is going on? What was that? What's going on down there? Like, is there some sort of strange conspiracy or what's going on? We noticed at that point that the sauna door was ajar. <laughs> and I was no less horny than I was before we went on this adventure. In fact, I was more horny. And I said, okay, we have to go. We have to go bang right now because I can't hold it back anymore. And we went to the sauna, opened the door, and what do you know, there was another couple in there already banging, but they weren't bothered by us in there. They saw us and just kept going at it. That turned me on even more. So we just started banging right alongside them. That was just the biggest turn on in the world. Shortly after we were finished, we walked back to kind of like the buffet area. It wasn't breakfast or lunchtime yet, it was in between. And, but there's always snacks and fruit. Then we see these great big taps and there was a white liquid, a green liquid, an orange liquid and a pink liquid. And then we realized that these vats that were down in the basement were not full of aliens or some type of toxic liquid. 
it, there was freaking margarita mix, okay? There was strawberry daiquiri, <laughs> there was pina colada, there was orange flavor, and then margarita flavor. So we laughed so hard. And why the hell they make it down in the basement, I'll never know. But we had another adventure. Luckily it was short-lived. And we talked about it again with our family over dinner and told them about this. And um, we went back because we thought it was interesting to see and it was probably a pretty old cave. Door was locked, we could never get back in again. <sighs> the end. To be continued. <laughs> what do you know? All those crazy colored liquids that looked like slushy were actually drinkable. <laughs> anyway, I hope you liked today's uh, erotic story time. Uh, I always have fun pulling shit out of the top of my head and you never know where it can go. So I had some requests from you to offer some dating advice. I don't have enough time to kind of like give you all the advice that I can give, but I can start with kind of one point and then move on like the next podcast I'll have more. I was thinking about this on a long drive recently and kind of the things that I look for and things that I've experienced, what I like, what I don't like. Now, remember, I'm just one person. I'm also a Sagittarius. So if the person that you're after is a Sagittarius, you might be in luck. <laughs> but by no means take this by heart. Like, did I say that right? Yeah. And like I said, this is just advice from one person. And I by no means have the most experience of anybody else. I'm just a Sagittarius ca Canadian girl who's pretty straightforward and simple. <laughs> so the first thing that I can say about kind of your approach. So if you put yourself in a scenario where you are at a restaurant somewhere and you see somebody across the room that you like, I shouldn't say that you like, but you, their, their energy is good. They're kind of laughing and you could tell that they're a good person. That's not true. You can't tell that, but you know what I mean? Like you can tell that they're, you're into them. Now, what do you do? Do you A, do you sit down and just enjoy the moment and never do anything about it? Do you B, ask the waiter what they're drinking or she's drinking? She might be by herself or she might be with her friend, her girlfriend. Do you ask the waiter what she's drinking and send over a drink, right? That's, that's actually a really nice thing to do but not always the best thing to do if you're interested in somebody. Or do you see, approach them at the table and introduce yourself. So if your answer is A, here is my advice to you. I'm gonna use the word women and sort of reference myself, but not everybody's like this. Women like somebody who is forward with what they want. And I don't mean aggressive. And I don't mean like, hey, like trying to show off and be like, approach in a kind manner. If you approach somebody with kindness and honesty and I want to use the word relative. So like say you're asking a question or say, or like going up to somebody and say they have a drink. Hey, I've never had a drink here before. What are you having? Like, is that, would you recommend that? Or, you know, I've never eaten here before. You know, just something, I mean, clearly women know when you're about to come on to them, right? It's how you do it, it's the delivery, right? Like, how are you gonna do it? Are you gonna make an ass of yourself and try to cut, make some sort of joke or, like, we understand that there's gotta be a starting point, right? It's not like we're just closed off and, I mean, single girls for sure. Like, no, not interested. I'm Canadian, so with my experience and the girlfriends that I have, 
nobody's going to punch you in the face for approaching them. <laughs> I mean, maybe down in Brooklyn or something that might be an issue or New York, but you know, the worst that's going to happen is somebody's going to say, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm married or I I'm involved with somebody, but go up to them. Like, you know, the saying, do something every day that scares you. If approaching girls or women scares you, do it get over it like it's hard nowadays i understand that guys are kind of afraid to approach women because of what's going on in the world you know with regard to women in the workplace and feeling like you know uncomfortable and speaking out against it like i can understand how guys are like ooh, i don't even want to go there because like i don't want to give somebody the wrong impression i don't want to make somebody uncomfortable but that being said don't let that discourage you from approaching somebody kindly and openly. Don't let the fear you have from whatever the hell's out there, what's going on in the world. I don't even, I can't even get into that kind of stuff just because I stay pretty neutral with my podcast and my channel in general, but we still want men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we still want to be approached. You know, I would never get mad at somebody for opening a door for me. You know, it makes me sick to my stomach to think that some women tie into guys because they open the door for them, you know? And women are like, I can open the door myself. Like this whole feminist movement. Like I get it, right? Power to women and I am one, I'm an independent one. And, but the point is, is like, don't be afraid. Don't let that stop you from meeting the love of your life. Don't let a group of women that have decided that this is wrong it's wrong to open the car door for them it's wrong to f them <laughs> you make your own choice like i'm a pretty traditional woman i believe in like traditional relationships and i would never be offended if somebody opened the door for me i open the door for other people so my advice <laughs> what is my advice my advice is if you see somebody that you're interested in don't let fear stop you if you feel a drive to this person if you feel like hey i might have a shot with this person because to be honest even that thought i might have a shot just be confident say hey i'm gonna go up to that girl and i'm gonna tell her that she reminds me of my mother <laughs> no i'm just joking <laughs> don't do that that's bad advice you know just just kindly go up to somebody and say hey like i find if you're seeing somebody in a bar or a restaurant a good way to do it is like, hey, you know, I notice you're um, enjoying your drink. Like, what are you having? I don't know what to order. Um, and they'll know you're coming onto them, but it's like a kind way to do it. It's not like, hey, baby, what are you doing later? Or, and if that's your stick giver, right? Because some women do like that too. But I think like an honest, one of the funniest moments I've ever had with somebody coming on to me, like in public was a guy that came up to me and I've had this many times where guys say, Hey, my friend over there really thinks you're beautiful and wants to buy you a drink. That happens more often than not, right? They get their buddy to go and whatever. So this guy came up to me and he said, Hey, my friend over there really thinks you're beautiful and wants to buy you a drink. And I look back at the table and there's nobody there. And he's like, Oh, Oh, actually, sorry, that guy's me. <laughs> and I laughed and I, it was like a really good opening. It was like, I laughed, he laughed, and that's sort of like a very organic, friendly, nice way to talk to somebody. Nowadays, more than ever, I find that guys are more fearful than they ever have been. And in Canada, like I don't know in the States, I probably Canada, the States are pretty par, but I think probably like I know in Europe, in Spain and these other European countries, the guys are very forward, like very, hello, you know, I mean, 
they're just there. They're, that's what they do. They just are always, they see a girl they like, they go talk to them, you know? So here it's very different. And I think it's just fear-based. And whatever your fear is, not necessarily just to get in trouble for something or like to make somebody uncomfortable, but also rejection. Isn't it worse to not try? Isn't rejection better than never knowing? And if your pride is so so strong that you can't imagine a girl turning you down, then you got bigger problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? There are worse things in life. Like I said, I'm just, I'm. you might've had really bad experiences and you know, things like that can affect the way that you approach things for the rest of your life, like approaching women. As a human being on a human to human level, and to be honest, even if they are married or they are in a relationship, it's still flattering, right? To be hit on, it really is, <laughs> you know, like, don't think a married woman doesn't want to get, you know, some attention sometimes. Like, don't think that the girl with a boyfriend doesn't feel good to be like, oh yeah, you know. So it's all, it's good all around and it's just human interaction. And I mean, it's harder now with masks because you don't know what you get. <laughs> but that's why a restaurant or a bar is good because you can see their face at least, right? <laughs> but um, that would be my first bout of advice. My, my number one bit of advice is to just get the ball rolling and don't be afraid. You know, like I said, you're not going to get punched in the face for starting up a conversation with somebody. See, I am a conversationist. What I mean by that is, is I can spark up a conversation with anybody. And I, I don't worry about their reaction. Some people are just downright psychos. And that's just, there's no getting past that. You know, it is a bit of a skill. And I think that the only way to get good at it is do lots of it. That's where I think I'll leave that. That was like a long-winded um, first bit of advice, but yeah. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Kitty Twisters. <laughs> okay, so I went online and found some jokes that made me laugh. So these are sick jokes and I only really search for sick, sick jokes, sex jokes, that kind of thing, because I find them to be the funniest. And sometimes the most offensive jokes are the funniest jokes. <laughs> so if you're not into sex jokes, dirty jokes, um, sick jokes, then you might want to skip forward. So this is a long-winded one, but it's worth a listen. So a doctor starts up a practice and decides to challenge himself. So he puts out a sign, I'll cure any sickness for only $100. If I can't, I'll pay you $500. A lawyer sees this sign out front and decides that this would be some easy fast cash. So he goes in to see the doctor. Doctor, I can't taste anything. The doctor says, nurse, go grab vial 43. She brings it and puts two drops in the lawyer's tongue. The lawyer quickly spits it out and says, oh, that's gasoline. Doc gets his hundred dollars. The lawyer comes back the next day to try again and claims that he has lost his memory. The doctor says, no problem. Nurse, bring me vial 43. The lawyer says, but that's gasoline. Doc happily takes his hundred dollars and the lawyer walks out quite frustrated. Finally, on the third day, the lawyer thinks he is the solution, goes in and tells the doc he has lost his sight. The doc ponders a second and finally lets out a sigh. He begrudgingly walks the lawyer out the cash, out to the cash register and hands him five $1 bills. The lawyer says, hey, wait, that's only five bucks. The doc smiles and says, that'll be a hundred dollars, please. <laughs> Oh my god. This is sick. I'm sick of all these double standards. When a dog licks his balls in public, nobody bats an eye. But when I do it, people are like, 
What the hell are you doing to your dog? <sighs> Double standards. Her. I'm leaving. I'm sick of you wearing a different t-shirt every hour. Him. Wait. I can change. <laughs> that one made me laugh out loud. I'd like to tell this joke, but it's too sick. Do you know why ants are never sick? It's because they have little antibodies. My wife just left me. She says life revolves around football and she's sick of it. I'm quite upset. We were together for seven seasons. I called in sick to work, told them I have anal glaucoma. When they asked what that was, I explained, I just couldn't see my ass going into work today. <laughs> I've got anal glaucoma. I got really sick at the gate to my plane and a nearby doctor had to come over and check me out. He gave me a terminal diagnosis. Haha. <laughs> ha. I am so sick and tired of my friends who can't handle their alcohol. The other night they dropped me three times while carrying me to the taxi. <laughs> friends. No, we're not. <laughs> All right, everyone, that concludes Kitty Twisters. <laughs> so, Recently, I've been doing a bit of research about the stock market. The more I understand about it, the more it intrigues me. I do think that it's something that I'm gonna start to poke around with. I'm not one to like go into something blindly. Like I know the risks and the rewards. I know that the rewards come over time, but I figured like I have the knowledge like I can teach myself to do anything online. I can watch 85 YouTube videos on the different parts of stock markets, what different things mean. And so I can educate myself enough to learn how to do it. So stock brokers or not stock brokers. Um, what's the word? I guess it is stock brokers. Somebody who takes your money and like distributes it. And, but I want to kind of do it myself. And there are apps, there are apps where it makes it quite simple. Like I've seen them. I don't know, it just like, it's really interesting to me because I do feel like if you're smart enough about stocks, you can make money at it. But like I said, I still need to learn more, but are you, are you somebody that's into stocks in the stock market? And if you had advice for somebody like me that was interested in the stock market, getting into it, what would your advice be? Please leave in the comments down below or email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com because it's sort of, I know the fantasy of the stock market is not level with like the reality of it. But I do know that there sometimes you can hit it right and over time, right? Like it's not like you're gonna make money overnight, right? Maybe in some instances, mostly a penny or two. Uh, so I'm realistic about it. If I buy stocks now, it's I'm just thinking about my future. Like there are people that bought stocks or even Bitcoin back in the day for super cheap and now it's worth a mint if you have a bunch of them, you know, like so, I wouldn't want to miss out on opportunities. Like do research about new and upcoming things and invest in kind of new stocks. And I don't know, I just think it's interesting. I, I do worry about the addiction of it, <laughs> of like checking my stocks every day and seeing if it's gone up or down, or, you know, like I said, it's something that happens over time where you're, you're not going to see a turnaround right away, but you got to start somewhere. And if I'm thinking about my future, if I buy like a bunch of stocks now and then just sit on them and just see where they go, right? That's sort of how you have to do it. I don't know if I need somebody to like, diversify and put my stocks here and there because they think and then like scrapes them off the top. I think nowadays independence with your stocks is easier than ever and probably is how it should be done. But what the hell do I know? I don't. There was a book that I had 
a while back called stock the stock market for dummies just broke down what codes mean what it means when this happens or whatever um just so you're the most educated and i've never read it <laughs> i actually don't even know how i acquired it it was like something that wound up at my house but anyway i uh, yeah let me know if you have any ideas or thoughts about that because uh there's probably some pretty clear do's and don'ts that might be helpful to somebody like me. And if you're interested in the stock market and getting started too, I might just kind of like keep you updated, maybe buy some stocks and do it online and then you can make the decision if it's something you want to do too. You never know. Time to say bye-bye to Miss Kitty. All right, I'm going to end this podcast off with some cat facts. All right, so this is actually from an Instagram page called Cool Facts. There's no backup information. You're just gonna have to believe what I tell you. <laughs> no, by no means believe what I tell you. If you're interested in any of these things that I bring up, these facts, then you can do your own research. That's all I can recommend. The average American will eat about 11.9 pounds of cereal per year. I believe it. You know what? Cereal is one of my most favorite go-to things. If I'm like in cheat mode, where I'm eating carbs and sugar and all that stuff. Cereal is better than, no, not better than a Dairy Queen Blizzard with cotton candy, but it's like comes second for me. But 11.9 pounds of cereal per year. That's, that's a lot of cereal. This I think is interesting. If you're right-handed, you could live up to nine years longer than a lefty and no backup information. Why? <laughs> I need more information. Cranberry Jello is the only flavor that contains real fruit real fruit flavoring <laughs> real fruit flavoring uh i believe this i never really eat jello with the intention of like nourishing my body with fruit <laughs> i love jello but yeah that doesn't surprise me cranberry has like a very specific bitterness to it i think and maybe that's that's why they can't make that any other way i don't know the animal with the largest brain in relation to its body is the ant and i do know that those little buggers are smart they are those little buggers, <laughs> get it? Um, very smart little bugs. The average person falls asleep in seven minutes. I wish that were true for me. You know what, to be honest, if I'm tired enough and I'm not on my phone in bed, then I can fall asleep in seven minutes, I'm sure. But uh, there's always too many distractions, like this thing. This is not good for you either, to like be on your phone right before bed. But who doesn't go on their phone before bed? Smelling bananas or green apples can help you lose weight. So I could see how the smell would sort of maybe shut off your hungry tummy. Because <laughs> most of the time you're snacking, you're not actually physically hungry. It's just like a craving that you have. So this kind of might throw it off of it. Okay, the average American drinks about 600 sodas a year. This blows my mind. Okay, so I'm very conscien conscious about not drinking pop, Coca-Cola, sugary beverages. Maybe if I'm having a cocktail, I'll put some like pop in it, like Sprite or something. But I never reach in the fridge and drink a Coke or like a Pepsi. That is like a big no-no. That's just pure, just garbage for you. So 600 sodas a year. If you're a soda drinker, you gotta, gotta figure something else out. This is not good for you. Okay, this is kind of freaky, this one. Newborn babies are given to the wrong mother in the hospital 12 times a day worldwide. And how many times is it caught that, oh, oh, you have Susie's baby. 
So yours is with Susie. Let me just swap that. Like, how many times has that happened where the wrong baby is given to the wrong mother and they raise this baby? It's happened. I've, I've actually, I've seen like, I think documentaries or a show on it one time. And it was like, oh my goodness, could you imagine that? Like, oh, the nurse screwed it up. Like you could change the course of somebody's entire life by like one mistake. And I mean, I think it's probably hard to make that mistake nowadays, but if it's happening 12 times a year worldwide, like I could think of maybe it happening in other countries where they don't have such a streamlined system, but holy crap, that's scary. All right, everybody. So the nice thing about this boom is that I have all this space to move my arms and be crazy. Whereas before I had to be really like not knocking anything over. So I do like it. Hopefully the sound is okay. I'll find out soon enough. I did do a little test first, but I know it's louder if I point towards you or quieter if I point away. So I just have to like stay focused on facing forward. <laughs> All right, everyone, that concludes Kitty Liquor episode 12. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Cat Wonders. I forgot to introduce myself at the beginning. And uh, I post this podcast every Friday. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I also do bikini try-ons on this channel. So if you su subscribe to my channel, you'll get a bonus. You'll get bikini try-ons and also the podcast, like I said, every Friday. I'm just cruising with this. I'm just giving her. I do want to get my sister on here so she can be my first interview guest here. Um, and I got lots of other things in the works. Not everything I could share with you at this point. So I really hope that I earned your subscription today. <laughs> Please give this video a like if you enjoyed it. Subscribe if you're not already. And um, I've got an OnlyFans for five bucks a month and then also Patreon starting at $5 a month and that will all be linked down below in the description box. Please feel free to interact with the comments. I read the comments, respond to comments. Kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, jokes, whatever, let me know. That will also be linked down below in the description box. All right, everyone, I hope you have an amazing weekend. The beginning of July and I hope you're outside enjoying some of this heat or inside staying away from some of this heat. Thank you all so much for watching and I'll see you in my next video. Bye!